Welcome to the Ani and Ryan podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ani and Ryan podcast. I am Ryan and today I wanted to talk about uh, 3D printing, provisional patents, uh, intellectual property, and how all of this kind of can be snowballed into what you're really after, which is how do you create a product and take it to market? Now, I want to also start off with saying that I am not a patent attorney. This is just my opinion on these topics, and I would recommend if you have an idea that you uh, at least talk to a patent attorney or spend a lot of time educating yourself around the do's and don'ts of uh, intellectual property because it is very easy to um, mess this up and potentially cost yourself a lot of time, effort, and money. So with that said, uh, we've all seen, at least I think most of us have seen at this point, Shark Tank, where someone has an idea, they go on Shark Tank, and they get millions of dollars, and you know it's all yachts and uh, champagne. That is not exactly how it works, but uh, I'm going to go through just my process of how I ideate something, uh, conceptualize it, prototype it, protect it, and then go to market with it. And I'm going to be very high level on this because I don't want this to be a long episode. Uh, I just want to get the main ideas across and let you know that this is actually more feasible than you might think. So number one, ideation. What problem are you going to solve? And starting out with this, um, you know, I've created a product that was so simple and it was, uh, more of a sourcing exercise than it was an actual development, active development project. But um, I actually made a, you know, a a pretty good return on it considering what it was. Um, Long story short, the product was a very simple windscreen designed for the original AirPods. And the AirPods, you know, were these revolutionary Bluetooth headphones. But as soon as you walked outside and it was windy, no one could hear a word you were saying. And that drove me nuts. And being an audio engineer, it was a very simple fix. I simply measured the uh, diameter of the microphone shaft on the AirPods and then sized and sourced a windscreen to fit it. And that was it. And I uh, built a very quick website. I used Square up, but you could use uh, Shopify. You know, there are lots, dozens of options around there. I use Shopify for several different stores that I have now, and that works great. Uh, but I'll get into that into that for number two on tools that I use. But essentially, uh, I sourced this product, and I was able to build a very quick, inexpensive website, and also put an Instagram together and was selling. So very simple. And it was, you know, I I don't want to say it was passive income because I had to ship stuff, but it was almost passive income. It was very close to it. Um, So essentially, you need to think of like, what are you going to solve? What in your day annoys you? And how many other people do you think that it annoys? And if the answer to that is a fairly high number, then you have what you could consider either a very prevalent problem and it could also be in something that has a high willingness to pay. So in the case of AirPods, it was a very prevalent problem 
But I wasn't so sure that there was a willingness to pay simply because I don't know how many people want to carry an accessory to an accessory. Um, turns out it actually did all right, but it is what it is. Now, if the problem is very rampant, prevalent, and you can discern that there's a high willingness to pay, uh, then you could kind of move on into researching and the other steps along. But here's the thing. As you are doing your initial research into the problem, you do need to be a little bit cautious about how you approach asking people things and don't try to plant the problem or also don't try to plant the solution at this point because you need to do your your research first. Um, so let's go ahead and, and finish up ideation, which is essentially what problem are you gonna solve? How prevalent is it? Are people willing to pay for a solution to it? And you can kind of put like a dotted line to is this something I'm capable of solving? So for me, for example, I have a lot of ideas in my head and some of them are honestly just out of reach of what I'm intellectually capable of without going to outside help. And without going to outside help, um, I can't really push them. And I don't wanna invest in these because I haven't proven the willingness to pay in the prevalency of the uh, of the problem itself, you know, is it a very rampant thing? So without those data points, it's hard to even think about investing in the intellect or partnering with outside people to push it forward. Now, uh, moving along, let's say we found the product that we think we could build a problem we wanna solve. Number two, the tools I use. This is very simple. And um, kind of before we went more in a nomadic state. I had a garage and a lot of tools and I built a lot of things in my house. However, now I do a lot uh, with my laptop, just a MacBook Pro, and uh, I use Fusion 360. I also have a Windows PC that I use uh, SolidWorks on as well, which are 3D softwares, uh, 3D CAD softwares. And Fusion is uh, free, so if you, uh, you know, if you want to get a license for that, you can do that. And there are also some paid versions available as well, depending on uh, a myriad of different things. But you can find that out from Autodesk just by going to their website and checking it out. Uh, other tools that I use, I did have a 3D printer. I've had a couple of them. And honestly, I just started outsourcing it because 3D printer technology is changing so fast. It's like cell phones where every year somebody wants to get a new cell phone. Uh, 3D printer tech is very similar. I mean, there's it's just changing and evolving so fast that it's easier for me to design a product and then go to one of the websites where I can upload those files and then select how I'm going to get them printed. And some examples of those would be 3D hubs I've used several times. It's 3dhubs.com. Also, Proto Labs uh, is another one. Uh, Exometry is another one. Materialize, QuickParts.com. There are several out there, and they all let you upload the 3D files that you've drawn, and then uh, they will give you quotes on 3D printing those parts for you in you know a variety of materials, different plastics and soft plastics and rigid plastics and metals and all kinds of things. So. You don't necessarily need to have a machine shop. You don't need to have a bunch of tools. You don't need to have a bunch of materials uh, if your product is something that's fairly simple to do. And it can actually be 
very complex. But uh, if it's electronics and things like that, then obviously, you know, you'll need to know how to program those things. But if it's what I would call a dumb product where it's essentially a static, you know, uh, a static thing, uh, 3D printing is a great option just to be able to print prototypes in a hurry and check it out. Now, moving on to number three, you have the idea and you have the tools ready to, um, to kind of concept it and draw it, but first you need to do some research and see, is there anything out there that already does this? If so, when was it created? Uh, did it go to market? Did it do well? Yada, yada, yada. So a great place to start your research is google.com slash patents. And essentially they are searching the USPTO website. Uh, they're just doing it in a more user-friendly format than the USPTO website. So that's a great place to start. Also searching um, just e-commerce in general. See if, you know, see if stuff is already for sale. But the thing is, if this is a problem you want to solve, you probably already know whether there's a solution out there or something that already does this. So search it on Google, see if there are patents that exist, any prior art, see when it was dated, all those kind of things, if things are currently active, if they have uh, expired or been abandoned, and if they've been abandoned, were they truly abandoned or did they just move into something else? Uh, so once you've done your research, let's move into number four now, which is conceptualizing. Uh, this can be done in a variety of ways. Personally, I do uh, more like thought experiments. I just literally sit in silence and think in my head how this is going to work. And I run through a variety of different uh, concepts literally in my head. And when I think that I've got something that will work, then I start to draw it. Then I go to my, my tools in the toolbox and I start drawing things in 3D and seeing really how they look, how they work, how they fit together, how they function. But all of this just starts in my head. Uh, some people can draw, you know, freehand. I personally cannot draw freehand, so I do this all in my head. And at that point, then I'll go to the computer and start to draw things out where I have a little more control over dimensions uh, because freehand, I just can't do it yet. Now, number five, prototyping. This is either ordering the 3D prints or building the product yourself if it's something you're doing in your garage, for example, but you need to have functional prototypes. And the reason I say that is when you go to a potential buyer, or even if you wanna get this produced yourself, it's gonna help you to have something physical and tangible that a potential buyer could hold or even a tool shop uh, could look at so they have a, a reference point as to what you're trying to do and moving along number six provisional patent so uh, provisional patent is now 70 bucks if you're a micro entity it's very simple to do you can do it on your uh, computer you can just file the paperwork with the patent office it's very easy uh, make sure that you do it correctly but doing it correctly is not that difficult and it's not a non-provisional patent, which means non-provisional is something that would actually potentially issue into a granted patent. And this is essentially your stake in the ground saying, I have an idea, I think this would be beneficial. And that gives you essentially a year to work on it and figure it out, figure out if it's something that uh, really will carry weight and be of value. And then number seven is to market. So once you have the provisional patent filed and you're officially patent pending, 
take it to market. Go find people that might want to make it, or if you want to make it yourself, now is the time to build the marketing plan, to build the tooling, to build the product if you have to do that. But essentially, you can go to market under patent pending status and make it happen. Um, As I say that next week, I'll be traveling to uh, one company to go speak with them about uh, a product that I followed this exact process. I had a problem that I solved. I used the tools that I had available. I drew it. I 3D printed it. Uh, The prototypes functioned as I wished. I filed a provisional patent, and I set up the meeting with him. And next week, we're going to go talk uh, numbers and see if we can put a deal together. So this is very much doable. It's very much uh, repeatable. It's not a high investment, depending on what it is you're trying to do. It could be, but uh, it doesn't have to be. And that's really all there is to it. So if you have a product that you want to create, you want to get off the ground, these are the steps that you can go through very quickly in order to get there. You ideate, you research, you concept, you prototype, you protect, and you go to market. That's how it's done. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at the Ryan Gorman. And thanks for listening. Have a great day.